I'm Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump, sitting in for Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Joe Biden's America is suffering through catastrophes so massive that the Democrat media can't spray enough perfume to cover the stink. From the widow of a slain New York City police officer calling out anti-police laws and the soft-on-crime Democrat New York district attorney to senior DHS officials being slammed by border agents who see themselves not as U.S. immigration law enforcement agents but more like Mexican drug cartel mules, the Democrat project to radically transform America is reaching a tipping point. Biden's America is falling apart quite literally, and protesters in Canada by the thousands are taking their anger right to the corrupt Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's front door. But first, did you know there's a conservative advocacy and benefits organization with more than 2 million members and counting? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC has become one of the most impactful conservative organizations in America. Joining AMAC gives you access to money-saving benefits, cutting-edge news, and a magazine full of insightful takes on today's most important issues. But most importantly, AMAC is working tirelessly to preserve the freedom secured by our Constitution. With a full-time presence on Capitol Hill, AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, weaken our borders, and replace your freedom with government controls. Stand with me and over 2 million patriots by joining right now at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Breitbart. The benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Join today at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. to start with immigration. I noticed before um, I got the word that I'd be sitting in the captain's chair, a pattern, and it was just a collection of stories that to me, I, I, I just believe here in the, in, the, in the coming months as we approach the midterm elections, we're just going to see stories, guys, that the Democrat media cannot actually spin for the left, for the Biden administration, for Democrats, for Democrats running in what will probably be losing races. The DNC is not going to have enough money to pour into a race here in central Florida with Vile Demings or in Texas with Bader O'Rourke to spin video, leaked video of Border Patrol agents going toe to toe with their superiors because the situation on the border is just so bad. It's reached a tipping point. I, I talk about immigration, I think it's probably, you know, if you did a, a word, uh, a cloud bubble, it's, it's probably a, a big factor, a big feature of the things that I like to focus on whenever I'm blessed to fill in for Alex. And that's, and I think I do a pretty good job of it. You guys call in, you're frustrated. I can hear it in your voice. It's palpable and it should be. Um, but it's, it, that, that's one thing to me. It's another thing to 
to get audio and, and video, right, from the inside of a, of a, of a high-level meeting between border agents, those people, those men and women who get up every day and risk their lives to save lives uh, and to stop the flow of drugs, to stop the flow of humans being trafficked into the country. Um, they, I, I have said it for a year now, maybe longer, that our Department of Homeland Security, in effect, is a conduit, is a go-between, is a, is a, is the middleman for murderous cartels operating on the southern border. Uh, we, the fentanyl, sadly, is still coming in from China, and Mexican car, drug cartels are moving it to a town near you. If you haven't buried someone or a loved one who's overdosed from fentanyl you probably know someone who has that that sad situation as much as the trump administration did to actually halt and nearly virtually stop the inflow of chinese fentanyl into this country the game is back on with joe biden in the white house and to hear these border patrol agents clashing with their border chief on the heels of 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 Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas making the rounds, you know, showing his face uh, down to individual sectors on the border is quite stunning. And to me, it is just one of several, several news events that the corporate media just cannot like that. There's clear collusion between the, the, the corporate media and the Democrat Party. It's it's it's, it's existed for a long time, and, and God bless Andrew Breitfart for pointing it out and, and clearly and succinctly calling it the, the, the Democrat media complex. They can't spin this stuff. Like, um, immigration is a huge issue. You know it's a huge issue because it is, it is a wedge issue divorcing Democrats from the Hispanic vote that they have for so long had a monopoly over. And the audio that I'm about to play for you is just the, the latest log on what I believe is a growing fire that will contribute to burning down the Democrat Party. Producer Haley, cut to. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. Right? We all signed up for We all raised our hand. To defend the Constitution, not the It's not hard to say. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. Okay, cut it. Uh, slow it down here. Uh, let's cut it off here. So the, the, the predominant voice that you hear there is U.S. Border Chief uh, Ra Raul Ortiz. And he was basically taking the brunt of the beating here. He's he's projecting his voice, as you can clearly hear. But those other voices are the border, the, the border patrol agents that he is addressing. They are frustrated. They're 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 enraged. And they, they I think Alejandro Mayorkas, he was visiting several sectors and talking with agents. And it was clearly a photo op like the man is he is committed to the opposite, I think, of what th these these ladies and gentlemen, and maybe not all of them, but I think probably many of them, uh, they swore an oath to defend the United States um, in its constitution and to 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 enforce the laws. 
the Border Patrol uh, Chief Raul Ortiz there is, is saying that we are all committed to the same thing. We're getting the drugs off the streets. We're stopping the, the, the human trafficking. We're doing it. And the Border Patrol agents, if it's not clear as it, as it, as it, as it should be for you, they are saying that they feel like they are being handcuffed, that their job is being made harder. Uh, and that their mission is 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 basically treading water. People are still flowing over the border. People, the gotaways are in the hundreds of thousands. We don't even know how many people who are apprehended by border agents, but then ultimately get away. We don't even know the number. The drugs are still coming over. The 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 the, the sex trafficking is still happening, and they're frustrated here. Let's let's roll it. Right? I've been doing this job as long as y'all. That's a problem. What's that? That's a problem. That's a problem. For, for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's I can't hear that. For evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's exactly what's happening here. Good men are doing nothing. You're allowing the legal aliens to be dropped off communities. You are doing something. No, sir, we're not. You are. No, you're rescuing people every day. You're taking fentanyl off the streets every day. You're taking methamphetamine. Yes, sir. Criminal aliens off the streets every day. You've got the highest fentanyl death in the history of our country, in one year, in this country. You know, we've made more fentanyl seizures already this year than we made last year. How many have you not captured if we're focusing on experiments? And that's the problem. And we're working on it. We're working on results. We don't have results. Yeah, yeah. He's saying that we are taking more fentanyl off the street. The Border Patrol agent is saying, yes, the, the record number that we're taking off the street is a record number because the record numbers of the drugs coming in is higher than it's ever been since the administrations or the government has tracked this stuff. He's saying we're dropping off illegal aliens in communities across the country and you are a part of the leadership machine under the Biden regime that is allowing this to happen. Now, I don't know if what the Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortez's politics are, but he's saying you guys are getting caught up in the politics. No, I do. I think these Border Patrol agents are 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 saying and in in acting on something that's very genuine and very true. I think they're holding two things in their in their minds at the same time. They're saying obviously there is politics of this. Joe Biden said on the debate stage that he. He wants he wants people from the southern border, from triangle countries to surge the border. He said that on the debate stage. And I think we're seeing he wasn't the only Democrat running for president that that used that language. But he happened to be the guy who won the election, uh, who said he wanted immigrants to surge the border. And now I believe these Border Patrol agents are seeing the effects of those words. They're living the effects of those words and they're letting their frustration be known. Obviously, while while recognizing that politics plays a role in this, these people don't want to be conduits for murderous drug trafficking regimes. But that is exactly what they are. It is not what they signed up for. It's not what they swore an oath to do.
And this is amazing. Hat tip uh, to townhall.com, uh, which should be very familiar with SiriusXM listeners. They got this video exclusively, I do believe, um, and it's out there for the world to see. And the, the, the corporate media won't show it. I'm not sure how many channels exist. I know there are a lot of political channels on SiriusXM, um, but I don't really know how many of them are playing that audio, are walking you through the real conversations that are happening. This stuff is going to matter. It's going to mean a whole lot for people. I believe this. I believe the fact that people have to pay so much more money for the same products, if they can find the products, is going to matter when people walk into the polls in November I, I, and, and in the primaries uh, before that. I think the fact that I have a story from the New York Metro uh, and, and transit authority. That is just the wildest thing I think I've ever read. I have to read it on the air to sort of complete the, the cycle of insanity. I think safety, it's, it's about, it's about the fact that they're bringing in experts to train people on how to wait for, uh, uh, uh trains in New York city for their own safety. I think immigration, I think the economy, I think crime in neighborhoods and cities is going to matter to people. And I, and I love the fact that this story is out there. Another story that, the, 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 again, the media, and we'll get into this with Dan Gaynor, ABC, it's a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar corporation owned, owned by Mickey Mouse, Disney-owned ABC, tried to ignore the widow of a slain New York City police officer. I mean, this woman's voice, to see her deliver um, this address, her name, Dominique uh, Lizarriega, I hope I said that right, the wife of fallen NYPD officer Jason Rivera, who was laid to rest on Friday. Just the images, um, hat tip to the editorial staff at Breitbart News, just putting together a photo collage, videos of the ceremony honoring the life and the sacrifice of, of this New York uh, City police officer, uh, 22 years old, 22 years old, uh, who was slain. But his, his widow uh, addressing um, in an emotional uh, message dur during her husband's funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral on Friday was just so powerful. And shame on ABC for just completely, utterly ignoring it, <laughs> according to Gaynor's uh, newsbusters. Um, but this stuff is powerful. And I think it would have been powerful if she had not called out uh, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who is one, investigating Trump, apparently for crimes, but is two, promised that he, it, there's like a whole slate of, of, of crimes that he won't even prosecute. And if you kill someone, apparently in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg's uh, office won't he won't pursue a sentence longer than 20 years I, I don't even believe that it's insane but this woman is 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 hard and as heavy as her heart must have been um said some very powerful things um that'd be cut three you have the whole nation on gridlock <laughs> and although you won't be here anymore I want you to live through me.
the system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. sure all of our blue family is tired too but I promise we promise that your death won't be in vain I love you to the end of time we'll take the watch from here it's 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 very emotional. I think I'm getting emotional right now just listening to the the wife of the fallen um, NYPD officer Jason Rivera, who was promoted uh, posthumously. I cannot say that word uh, to 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 detective. Um, it's just just powerful stuff. And you know, Jason Rivera should not be dead. His partner should not be dead. There was a a, a police officer in Houston who who was shot and killed. There have been a record number of intentional shootings of police officers in 2021. I think the number is 76, the highest since 9-11. And none of it, none of it, sadly, should surprise anybody paying just a little bit of attention to what has happened in this country in the last 24 months. We, we talk about covid um, and, and, and we, we, you know, the school closures and we very rarely talk about, you know, how it affects children to keep them home and away from school, away from their teachers, away from their peers for two years. But when we see an uptick in teenage suicide, then, then we sort of maybe think about it, pay attention to it a little bit more. I mean, you have a woman who is now the vice president when she was running for president, her staff and her even tweeting out in support for bail funds that went to support and get people out of jail who probably committed crimes. I mean, that's that's one thing. But then you compound that with the fact that there are progressive left wing, dangerous district attorneys sprinkled all across this country. In some of the in some of the cities that have been faced with the worst crime for years and maybe even decades in San Francisco, in Los Angeles, in D.C., in Manhattan, in Philadelphia, in Chicago, Cook County. These these progressive district attorneys, they're, they're not prosecuting larceny over two hundred and fifty dollars robbery if gun is not loaded. Uh, What the hell? Shoplifting, trespassing, minor in possession of alcohol, wanton or malicious destruction of property. 
How, how many months? How many months did we see Antifa rioters destroying federal buildings? You had you had radicals enacting their own damn towns in Washington state. Somebody came up with ridiculous names for them. People were raped and murdered in these things. And the only thing the corporate media cares about is January 6th. Disorderly conduct, receiving stolen property, videos and videos and videos of trains being robbed en route to Los Angeles County. It's the most insane footage you'll ever see of bandits robbing trains. Mayor Pete, nowhere to be found, and if you do hear about him, it's some infighting with, between him and Kamala, jockeying for who's going to replace Kamala Harris. Like, like, like people's lives are being lost. Men and women who, who, who swear an oath to the Constitution to protect this country from enemies foreign and domestic are, are getting into shouting bat battles and matches with their senior officers in the Department of Homeland Security. Why? Because they, they think that they're treading water. They think that they're being counterproductive, that they're risking their lives, yes, to stop some human trafficking, and yes, see some drugs, but there's, there's so much coming in. There's so many bodies being moved and guns being trafficked and drugs being moved into the interior of the United States. Uber is literally picking people up and, 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 and moving them from, from town to town. You have Facebook admitting, I think, via FOIA request, because you know, Facebook's just not going to tell us the truth on their own, that they, they, their platform is being used to, 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 to inform people on how to illegally immigrate to the country. Facebook.com, excuse me, Meta. The, 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 the social media platform is being used to educate people how to illegally immigrate into the United States. You telling me we don't need to break that damn thing up? I think all of this will matter, and I do think that it is important that we keep an accounting of this stuff. It's just, it's, 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 it's not just me, a guy, ranting and raving uh, into a microphone here. I think all of this is going to matter. I think the work that Breitbart News and some other news outlets are doing, they're not many. I think it's going to matter. I think the conversations that you're having at home with your kids or or maybe at church with with people who you worship with, but at the PTA meetings um, and at your prayer groups and, you know, while you're just walking your dog. Like I could I could rattle off a whole bunch of anecdotal uh, instances in which, you know, people in my own life, people who have been dedicated to the Democrat cause their entire lives don't know what the hell is happening. Didn't sign up for what Joe Biden is bringing to this country. Another story, I'm not sure how big a story it was, but there's just no, there's no collusion between the corporate media and the Democrat Party that can spin its way out of the fact that, Pre that Joe Biden was going to Pittsburgh to tout the progress of his infrastructure legislation on Friday. Just hours before he got there, a bridge collapsed. 7 a.m. in the morning, bridge collapses. Dude's on his way to talk about infrastructure, just to tout the one thing that he can hang his hat on in terms of a quote-unquote accomplishment. But 10 people were injured. I, I, I don't think that anyone died, and our hearts go out to those people who were injured. Joe Biden gets there, and he's, you know, 
he's doing his 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 best to in an, a very awkward situation. You can you could you could just look at him. He's he, he looks lost and he's trying to be light on his foot on his feet. Uh, and he says, you know, I I didn't know that Pittsburgh has the most bridges of any state in the country. Like I thought he was he was Mister Scranton. You think he would know like that very Wikipedia able piece of information about about Pittsburgh, but he didn't. And he said, we're going to fix them. I know a bridge collapsed. I'm very sorry about it. But we're going to fix all the bridges in Pennsylvania. You come to find out, according to government records uh, published by FoxBusiness.com, the Pittsburgh Bridge that collapsed Friday morning ahead of President Biden's arrival in the Iron City was not known to be compromised and was not scheduled for maintenance via the federal infrastructure bill that Joe Biden just (laughs) signed into law a couple months ago. That's government working for you. And that's the face of it. The old, decrepit, dried up face of it. Joe Biden right there. Oh, man. Pete Buttigieg. You know, the whole shipping backlogs thing that the media just forgot about. It was, it was hot and sexy to report and talk about for like 10 days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually not fixed. And everything that Pete Buttigieg said, everything that the corporate allies getting the Biden talking points said, was a lie. It was all a lie. Pete Buttigieg wants to bring speed cameras to a to a town near you. Sadly, we've had them here in Florida as long as I've been in the state. The dude can't fix the shipping backlogs. He's going to go out there and lie about it. Do do photo ops in Los Angeles and Long Beach port facilities. Lying. He's lying. The problem's not fixed. They just move some numbers around. <laughs> I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I want to get in shape this year, but don't have the time to get to the gym. Echelon Fitness brings the gym home. Have a New Year's resolution to reach your fitness goals? It can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull, and you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon Fitness gives you that. Echelon Fitness is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Echelon Fitness's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists like Pitbull, Old Dominion, and many more. With Echelon Fitness, you can work out anytime, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. Just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. Echelon Fitness's world-class fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. Echelon Fitness's full range of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and the auto-folding treadmill are all connected to provide the Echelon Fitness experience. Around-the-clock classes for the family including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $650 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text DAILY to 818181. Text DAILY to 818181 to get up to $650 off MSRP. Text daily to 818181.
1-800-227-8281. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. We were joined on the program by Breitbart's very own Brandon Darby, Managing Director of Breitbart Texas and co-founder of the Cartel Chronicles. Brandon believes the border agents that confronted their border chief are frustrated and feel like they are being used as pawns by drug cartels and Democrats in Congress who don't want to take the political heat and change immigration laws. Brandon also talked about the disturbing uptick in failed human smuggling attempts. When the southern border is wide open, Brandon says only the worst people are the ones trying to sneak into the United States. Let's roll that. Brandon, good morning and welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. You can uh, find Brandon Darby. Uh, I, I usually see his, uh, his messages on Twitter, at Brandon Darby's. I played Brandon for the audience in the first hour, the audio of the border agent's going you know toe to toe openly passionately with the border uh chief just a few days ago um wh- explain to to the audience the dynamic there going on in that room and the larger dynamic throughout the agency that is with agents really just frustrated and feeling like they are not stopping really the root cause when it comes to the drugs and the weapons and the people, the children being smuggled into this country. Explain to us the dynamics going on in that, in that very loud and open debate that, that, um, that happened just a few days ago between the agents and the border chief. Right, well, I think agents have, as a whole, as you can kind of see, as a, um, I'm sure there's somewhere that some agents are very happy with what's happening, but because there are 19,000 some odd border patrol agents. Um, but the vast majority seem to be pretty upset about what's occurring. Um, they are allowing people to come in. Um, people are getting released. You know, the majority of people are getting released into the U.S., which is making border patrol agents into, um, you know, a part of that that smuggling or illegal entry, right? Like, right. like hey, we're going to take you, we're going to put you in this facility, and then, um, you know, within hours or days, we're going to just let you go into the U.S., you know, and then you can go and fly wherever you want to go, and we're going to bust you, and we're going to... So agents are frustrated, and what, what's interesting, though, is that this isn't, you know, this is different than what occurred with the Obama administration because during the Obama administration agents were largely really beaten down you know they mm-hmm. felt beaten down um, but during the Trump administration the agents and the National Border Patrol Council their voice uh, was listened to and they had direct access to the president um, so now that they've once again lost that access and lost that that uh, you know that that authority to to speak out, um, they're finding other ways to speak out. Um, and it's, so it's very interesting to see the differences, even though what's occurring now is very similar to what occurred during the Obama administration. Um, it's interesting to see that once they were empowered during the Trump administration, the Border Patrol agents, 
then, um, you know, the, the, it's like they're not taking it now. And it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, and I think about this, Brandon, in law enforcement. We had the funeral service in New York City uh, for a two, 22-year-old New York City police officer who was killed in, in cold blood. I think about, like, the morale that something like that has on police uh, all over the country. You know, those recruits, maybe people thinking about signing up for the service. Um, and, and I think about this with Border Patrol agents because, as you just pointed out, they went from the Obama years uh, of, of sort of being you know, just, just rhetorically just tongue-lashed and whipped and, and, and felt like they were being taken for granted. And then you have the Trump years where Trump's threatening Mexico with tariffs if they don't get their southern border under control. And he sent the U.S. military to the southern border several times. And he enacted Title 42 and remained in Mexico. And then it was all sort of ripped away with the Biden administration. And then it's been turned into something perverse, Brandon. These agents are conduits for the drug cartels, for these murderous regimes. And you can hear the border chief there saying, like, we're stopping smuggling. We're getting fentanyl off the streets. But then you can hear the agents coming back and saying, yeah, but there's more bodies and drugs and guns coming over than ever before. And I just think what the long-term effects of this, like how does the agency look if this continues? How does it look five years from now, given just how beat down some of these agents have been in through one administration after another and sort of the seesawing of priorities? Well, you know, I can't say how it looks. I, I um, you know, I, I think that we're in a situation right now where, for the most part, if you show up um, illicitly, illegally uh, to our border, um, you're going to have a successful migration attempt, and and you're going to stay, which means more people are going to come. And and I'm sympathetic. I understand that. But I'm also sympathetic to, to uh, you know, people in this country who are like, hey, wait a minute. Like, we, we, can't, we can't just have, like, I understand why people come, but we can't just have 100% unfettered access in between ports of entry. If you want to change the rules and you want to have that conversation and say people should be able to show up, we document, and then they stay, if you want that, then have that conversation and change the rules. The Democrats have the ability to do that right yeah, now. Yeah, in Congress. Change the rules <laughs> to where that's the law. But yeah. don't just allow people to show up in between ports of entry and then let them in our free in our country. I understand why you can't do that. Again, I understand why those people do that. It's horrible to live where they are. Anytime you have this going on, you have... You have to have push and pull factors for mm-hmm. for, for for this immigration. It, it's horrible to live where they live. I understand that, and people want a better life. I understand that, and and so when the when it's horrible to live there, and we allow it just them just to stay once they just walk across the border, this is this is how we end up in this situation, um, and it's just not a sustainable situation. Again, if you want that then change the laws. But that's not what the laws we currently have are. And this is a way that Democrats are dealing with it. They're like, eh, 
we don't like the laws, we're just not going to pay attention to the laws. We're not going to take the political heat for changing the laws. We're just going to, you know, ignore the laws, allow everyone or the majority who show up to stay, like we like we promised we would do during the campaign and during the yeah. primary. Democrats right. said that. And that's an effect what they've done. But they're not yes. taking the political heat for changing the laws. It's, it's, it's such a brilliant point. Uh, Brandon Darby, Managing Director of Breitbart, Texas, and co-founder of Cartel Chronicles, joining the program right now. Brandon, I got to tell you, I swear to you, this was yesterday, which is a lighter day around the office, but I, I somehow find myself glued to my uh, screen anyway. And I saw uh, Bob Price. Uh, I, I, saw, I thought it was Bob Price. Um, maybe he was editing Randy Clark's article. But I saw this article and I read it in the back end. Five human smuggling attempts foiled in South Texas in 11 hours. And some, like a lot of times, Brandon, I'm not really jarred by a lot of the headlines that I see published at Breitbart News. But typically when I am, it is a story that comes from your team. And this one I saw, I was like, wait, what? And, I, you know, it's I, I'm immersed in this stuff as, as much as or more than probably most people. But this 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 headline to me sort of is like the tip of the iceberg. I understand there's like a lot more going on. But I mean, this is this is this is it right here. This is the root of that frustration that you can hear from the border agents. Um, Tell us what happened here and and what 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 happens after these these people, these attempts of smuggling these people. Like what happened to these people after this these these attempts failed? Well, so this is what's interesting. It's kind of a complex thing to say this, but um, listen, in a situation where the majority who show up and walk across the border get to stay or get released into the U.S., right, um, which people would need to be snuck deep into the U.S.? Which people wouldn't just cross and turn themselves in? It would be people who have felonies, people right. who uh, have, you know, we're constantly catching, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disparaging everyone who shows up here. Mm-hmm. I'm not in any way claiming the majority of people who show up here are sex offenders or killers, because they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there are a good percent who are, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that is there too, right? Um, there are people who, who have really done some bad things who show up, and, and a lot of times, you know, if you have a situation where people can come across the border and get to stay, um, you have to go, hey, wait a minute, man. Like, why are these people not just turning themselves in across the right. border, right? And, and th- that's where we get into some really tricky stuff. We get into stuff like what, what angel families have gone through. You know, I always try to talk about this issue in a way that that respects the basic dignity of the people coming here because they're people. I understand why they're coming. But at the same time, we have to talk about this in a way that respects the dignity of the angel families, right, and the families who have lost loved ones to people who were here illegally who had been deported multiple times, uh, even though they had committed heinous crimes. And that's a, that's a consequence of the sport. That is part of the story, a very big part of the story. So, so the smuggling attempts, most people who are not, you know, prior felons are going to end up released in the U.S. uh, right now. Um, And people who were prior felons, depending on what they did, uh, they're not going to end up released in the U.S. However, the way that we deport people 
it all it does is encourage them to come right back in. I mean, th- this is like when you deport people into Nuevo Laredo, for instance, okay? Uh, when you deport people into Reynosa, Mexico, um, you're deporting them into a city that is 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 actually controlled by a, a specific drug cartel, okay? In the case of Nuevo Laredo, it's Loseta CDN. In the case of Reynosa, it's the Gulf Cartel, the Reynosa faction. And they take the, the people who we deport, they kidnap them, they take them into custody. The cartel does, and they said, hey, we're gonna, you better get someone in the U.S. to give you money. We're going to smuggle you right back in, or we're going to kill you, you know? Oh. And that's, so when we deport people, uh, when we, the way we deport people a lot of times, it just results in them coming right back in, you know? Yeah. And, and so for every person we're catching, I think the latest stats were, they're, they're assuming it's about, uh, the educated guess is that it's, it's about 50% of people who get in that we don't see, you know, uh, the gotaways. And, the, and, and so it's very discouraging for Border Patrol agents. You know, the, the ones that we talk to, and obviously we talk to quite a few um, from all nine Southwest sectors, are very frustrated right now. Brandon, um, I'm up against the clock, um, but one solution would be something I think the, 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 the Trump administration sort of went toward, right? Like you have to classify these cartels as terrorist organizations or some internationally recognized label, right? Like. And I know it's super complicated, but like all of the trappings are there, like the murders, the drugs, the fact that the fentanyl is coming in from China and then they're just pumping it into a town near you. I mean, it's like that's 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 like one step, right? Um, I think certain factions of certain cartels have crossed that line. Um, and do are worthy of the designation of a foreign terror org. I don't think all cartels, uh, for multiple reasons, I don't think all all of them should be cat, uh, categorized as such um, or labeled as such. Mm-hmm. But I do think several should be, and and they have crossed that line. I think oh. that it's become about political power. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll split the baby. Brandon, I wish I had more time, but I do not. But I do appreciate you joining the program. Hey, thanks, Charles. Stay safe, man. Hey, we're back, making new memories in a new world. I found the best way to hold on to those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. Now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art. When I heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought, What a great idea for a gift for birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, etc. But I figured it must be expensive. Not so. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. User-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks. Send any picture of yourself, your children, family, or special place 
someone you've loved who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sport. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift, meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Breitbart to 64000. That's Breitbart to 64000. Text Breitbart to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Breitbart to 64000. Our caller of the day is David in Tennessee. David praised the reported 12,000 truck drivers who have spent a better part of the last week in Canada driving to the capital city of Ottawa in protests of mass mandates and vaccine mandates. The protests are a good sign, and David wants to see similar signs of dissent and pushback right here in the United States. Jerome, thanks for taking my call. I just want to give a shout out to our Canadian brother and brethren up north with the convoy. Um, about ending these mask mandates and watching Justin Trudeau flee from his people. Um, this <laughs> is, like, fantastic, watching them stand up. It puts the rest of us to shame. I think uh, our, our, the current administration is using J6 to cow the rest of us into compliance, that if um, you disagree with the mask mandates or anything from what they have to say, then you're all domestic terrorists. Trudeau, we can take a lesson from the Canadian trucker convoy. Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, characterized the convoy, David, as a, quote, small fringe minority, end quote, and said they hold unacceptable views. Uh, so the truckers, and it's not just mass mandates. Um, I think it was last October Trudeau implemented vaccine mandates for federal workers. He instituted vaccine mandates uh, all across Canada. Um, in January, and you know, it's so yeah, an estimated at least twelve thousand drivers uh, are not vaccinated. That is uh, the Canadian Trucker Alliance uh, drivers, um, and so that I think is one of the things that sparked and spurred this protest. And, you know, I think we've been over it a million times on this program. You know, I've spoken, um, I think, uh, multiple times about how my, my father spent several years driving his own truck, employing others to drive trucks that he owned. You are very isolated. It, the, the hours are long. Um, it's uh, for, for some, maybe many, but certainly for some, it's the type of job that you take, knowing that you're not really going to be in close contact with a lot of people. So to mandate a vaccine for people who the majority of the time are isolated. It just, it just underlines the fact that, that so much of this is not about the science. It's about power and control. And it's just good to see, as you said, David, these people pushing back and saying, hell no. I mean, did you see the media trying to paint them with the articles is trying to paint these Canadian convoy truckers as somehow they're fascists and they're domestic terrorists. 
Of course they did. Um, but I just don't think any of it matters. Um, I, 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 we, there was an, uh, an anti-vaccine mandate in Washington, D.C. I think it was last weekend. I mean, you had a, a, a well-known actress, um, and, um, a Marvel super uh, hero actress who attended the, 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 the Washington, D.C. protest. She uh, describes herself as pro-choice. She said that she opposes the vaccine mandates, um, and it's largely because she's pro. She's pro-choice. Um, uh, this uh, um, and uh, Evangeline Lilly. You've probably seen her from Ant Man. You've probably seen her from Lost. She was the f- female protagonist uh, in that ABC show. Um, She's very well known. I mean, she works for the Mouse House. She posted on her Instagram to her 2.2 million followers photos uh, from the protest. She has one one photo here, David, Vax Democrat for Medical Freedom. She's being attacked. She's being attacked from leftist media as a kook, as a loon, as a radical. And the woman's probably never had a very conservative thought in her life, maybe that she thought was conservative, probably never supported Republicans, probably still won't. And I think she's risking her livelihood. I think she's risking her career here. Um, but this, I think, is commendable because you, you just cannot imagine um, the, 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 the evils and the pressures that exist for a woman who's, I mean, this woman is starting, like Lost was the only thing that anybody talked about a decade and a half ago. And I, I think she's maybe filming Ant-Man 3 right now. These are huge Disney-owned tent poles. And she's like the face of a franchise. I think something's happening here. And it's all connected to these thousands of truckers and this, this brave woman, this Hollywood woman, this actress. And I, I think it's going to be massive. I, I think it's, it's, it's becoming clearer to me that there's just too many people who are pissed off, um, who weren't political people three years ago. But they probably saw their neighborhoods burn and their damn city burned or you know, they, 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 a family member, or they couldn't send their kid to school. And when they asked, they were told to shut up. And then when they went to a meeting to ask about it, they were told that they were domestic terrorists. I, I just, you can't assault, you know, 250 million people like this for, for three years and just expect nothing to happen. David, you get the last word. Well, I, I was like, doesn't this seem like uh, the Hunger Games? Like we're getting we're getting ruled in orders from the ruling district in the oh, Hunger God. Games. Yes. And the rest of us are just supposed to take it. It's very obvious. I mean, the billionaires are are, are bigger billionaires today. Like you're paying, <laughs> they got super yachts. They got yachts for their yachts. Obviously, David. Yes. I got American parts. I got American faith. And that is the show. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and Breitbart News. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. I got-